You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 67. Today I'm going to talk all about accepting our mental health issues. A listener who I will call Jackie, this is not their real name, brought a question to me about mental health. Jackie said, why are we reluctant to tell people we are struggling? And what's the worst that could happen? Thank you, Jackie, for asking this valid question. First of all, we need to look at the stigma of mental health in society and how even though more and more people are talking about mental health, nobody seems to talk about how we bring issues we have with our own mental health to our friends and family. It can be easy to talk about it on a public forum with strangers, but those nearest and dearest? Not so easy. And how do we share our honest experiences from a place of vulnerability without feeling judged or having assumptions being made of us? And more so, how do we talk about mental health when we have been wearing a mask of we have our life together for so long? For me, I wore a mask of smiles for a very long time. People looked at me and thought I was really happy, a happy, positive person. To feel I had control over how people viewed me was more important than letting my guard down and revealing the truth. That I didn't have my shit together, that, in the long term, it was incredibly painful to pretend that I was okay. It can be much easier to hide our mental health issues because, let's be honest, most people are so bogged down with their own pain, their own stresses and struggles that we often just feel we don't want to burden others with our own pain. We also may have had experiences of Telling someone we are depressed, for example. And in a way, the stigma of mental health issues has gone in the opposite direction now. To the point that being depressed, for example, is normal. And to say we suffer from depression is like saying, what are we having for dinner tonight? A short discussion and it's over with many people. 
my experience was this. When I started sharing with people, I thought they were good friends and close friends and I was saying I was really down and depressed. And by doing so, I kind of hoped that they would check in on me from time to time, come see me, support me, but the exact opposite happened. They were too busy with their own stress to come in my direction. So yes, Jackie, it can be hard to share, but it's important to share and there are ways to share that bring about a different response from others. I don't share my own mental health issues with everyone. I probably share them more publicly with strangers than I ever do with people close to me. The exception is my best friend Michael and occasionally my mother and my friends that I see from time to time. The rest of my family never really heard about my suicidal thoughts, my crawling into bed in deep painful tears or my not getting dressed for days and days and hiding from the world. And why was this? I needed to kind of gauge my audience. I needed to share my deepest pain and mental health issues with those who loved me and genuinely wanted to support me. And this can take a little bit of thought on our parts. If, for example, you're unsure who is the right person to share your mental health issues with, Consider writing a list of pros and cons on that person and finding the right people to share your journey with. Not everyone will support us and this is where we need to accept this fact as hard as it can be. If we find it hard to share our mental health issues with them or with those who love us, we have to ask ourselves why. Do we not trust them? Or are we scared that they won't love us anymore for sharing our deepest vulnerabilities? Or do we feel our issues are just too shameful to share? Sometimes we need to ask, what's the worst thing that could happen if we share our mental health issues with those close to us? And if we can face this worst case scenario, we can then go deeper and start opening up. If the worst case scenario is that they won't love us anymore, then they never loved us anyway. If the worst case scenario is that they will judge us as broken, we can deal with that too. If the worst case scenario is that they will discount our experience as not real, we at least know where we stand with them and we can then make empowered choices in whether to continue the relationship or move on or find a different way of being with that person. If the worst case scenario is that they don't know what to say to us, we can offer them ways to help and inform them about our illness. We can only face what we know, so... If we hold back from others that we are seriously depressed or anxious, we are holding back the opportunity for healing and support also. 
what we may find is that sharing with those who care for us can open a doorway that gives them permission to love us even further by supporting us. It's a a gift to give and care for someone, not a burden. And anyone that finds your honest sharing to be a burden is not really the best person to be around anyway. You find out who your friends are in these situations in a way it's a difficult experience to have, but it's an honest one. One of the most important things about finally sharing our pain is that we may find that those same people are suffering themselves and afraid to share their own mental health issues. So by sharing, this can set up an amazing dialogue about your experiences. You can then support one another, as they do in Alcoholics Anonymous. When an alcoholic is craving alcohol, for example, and spiralling downwards, the best thing they can do is help someone who is doing the same. And that's why they have sponsors. Our shared experiences can transform so much in our lives. So while it may be easier to hide our mental health issues, the long-term results of hiding can simply compound our shame, any guilt we feel, fear and make us suffer further. And if we don't have anyone close to us to share with, there are online chat forums now for people with mental health issues. There are groups and even mobile phone apps where we can talk to a therapist via text message, Skype or in person. We shouldn't have to suffer alone and we don't have to anymore. And if it feels too hard to share when in the midst of the pain you're in, consider talking to your friends or family when you are in a better place, when you are feeling calm or as calm as you are able to at the time. Once we begin to be honest, to remove the masks that we are okay and admit we are not okay, we haven't got our shit together as I put it before and we feel like we are falling apart we can then allow our family our friends to respond in ways we may never have expected them to reaching out by instead of simply saying I am depressed to I need to say that I'm suffering from depression and I have days when I feel suicidal and I could do with some help The help you could give me is checking in with me from time to time, to keep inviting me out socially, to visit me and to know that some days I don't want to socialise and would like just one-on-one time with you. Seeing all of this can be scary, but it's a very brave thing to do and worthwhile. And while we might think we shouldn't have to reach out and hope that others will reach out to us instead and see the pain we are in. Most people are so messed up or busy inside also that they can't see what's happening in other people until it's pointed out to them. And try not to judge yourself as unlovable if someone is unable to emotionally support you. 
Not everyone is going to be able to emotionally support you. Some people are just not that in touch with their own emotions and are better with practical things. So if you get into a conversation with your mother, your sister or your partner for the first time about your mental health issues, consider what it is you would actually need from them and begin to ask directly. People want to help, but often they don't know how to help. If you have friends who are, for example, good with emotions and they would be a great shoulder to lean on. If you have friends who are not so good at emotions and feelings but are practical, you could ask them to invite you to do practical everyday things with. They could be great distractions when it comes to when it becomes too much your mental health issues. So in your life, you can ask yourself who is good at listening or giving you a hug? Who is great at understanding? Who is really practical and be a great distraction for me? And when you first bring up the subject, you could say something like this. I want to talk to you about something important. I'm not sure how to talk about it though. Can you just listen to me and try to understand? I'm hoping I'll feel better after talking about it with someone, but I need you to be patient. And then you can go from there. You could start finding out and thinking about what the positive ways people around you could help you with your mental health issues. So instead of just saying, I'm depressed, can you support me? And people are kind of, I don't know how to support you, what does that mean? You give them ideas. So they could go with you to the doctor if you feel anxious and support you in taking medication, talking about medication if needed. And if you have stopped communicating because you're in a really dark place, they can, you can let them know and ask them to check in with you. Not just asking, are you okay? But because many a times we may just say yes. Instead, asking, how are you feeling today? And go from there. If you're in a dark place, they can go visit you. Take you some hot soup. Organise a couple of hours just to watch comforting or funny movies. Go to see you and simply listen or just be there for company. And becoming knowledgeable on whatever the condition is that you have, if you have anxiety, what does this mean? How does that affect your behaviour and thought processes? Try and be more compassionate and understanding if they say no to social events. So this is what you would say to the person you want to talk to, you ask them to consider when you've got anxiety that you may not be in a social events. And for them to know that you don't want to feel this way, but it's a fact. And you may be feeling whatever you're feeling and that's okay. And for them to know that it's okay. You don't need fixing you could ask them to go for walks with you. In nature, for example, nature can be a great healer and walking helps ground us. It can also help balance the two sides of the brain and some light gentle exercise can do wonders. So it's another thing you can put to people. 
if they want a help. And if you are someone who wants to support a friend with mental health issues, try not to get drawn into the poor me place that we can get into in mental health issues and instead focus on the qualities in your friend. But you have to balance this out in a way and not be too positive because when we suffer from depression, for example, when somebody is overtly positive, we can feel that we are misunderstood and not being heard. And I know it's hard to be with someone who's depressed if you're feeling in a good place, but you are going to be offering such a gift to that person. And it takes real commitment and love, but your love can make the world of difference. And you can let your friends and family know that you can call them at any time. And when things get bad, and most importantly, they, that you can let them know that you you need your need their help and they can let you know that you're not a burden and that they want to help. If you've been suicidal or felt suicidal, talk to them about drawing up a crisis plan with you. So if you feel you are sinking into that place, what are the steps that they can do? And you can do it together to avert it going into that dark place. And you will know there will be certain people in your life that will be very good at creating a crisis plan with you. Some not so much, but this is where the pros and cons come in, where you start to consider who is best for what situation. And understand that just because you are having a better day sometimes, or week, let your friends and family know that this doesn't mean your mental health issue won't affect you again. To make sure that they check in with you and offer you a listening ear or hug from time to time still. Those of you who are listening with mental health issues know that your friends and family want to help you, but they may not understand what your mental health issues are. So find ways to inform them in simple terms. If you feel you can't verbalise this, verbalize this, you can direct them to websites or give them leaflets so they can understand more. You, because, you know, you deserve to receive encouragement and this is a big reason to share what is happening. We are human, we need encouragement, we need support, especially when things are tough. And part of sharing also means a byproduct of this is you are accepting your mental health issue and you're no longer shaming yourself for having this experience, which could really lighten your mood anyway. Releasing the stigma and shame around mental health issues is so freeing and healing, and letting your friends or family help you by giving them ways to help you will make a huge difference. So Jackie, I understand how hard it is to open up to those around us when we feel scared, that we will feel judged or ridiculed for mental health issues. But you may well find out that your friends and family already knew they had a feeling that you were going through something anyway, but didn't want to pressure you to speak until you were ready. Let them in, even if you just begin with one person. 
I hope it works out for you and anyone else is who is feeling the same way today. You don't have to do this alone. Reach out. So thank you, Jackie, and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or topic you are struggling with and would like me to answer on an upcoming podcast, please get in touch. I will make your name confidential to those listening. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.